everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of Bomber's Breakdown. Mike Bomber with you here as always, alive and in the flesh. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. I hope you guys are all doing well in 2016. Right now it's January 8th when I'm recording this, and uh, I'll get it up shortly thereafter. So by the time you listen to this, there won't be so much lag time. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited to be doing a new show. I'm glad that uh, you guys are still on board here. I've been absent and uh, posting past episodes now for the last couple of months, and uh, that's what this podcast is going to be about. There's actually no guest today. It's just me. Uh, so many of you may have just tuned out right then and there, and that's okay. So for the four of you who are still listening, it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a real fun ride. But in all seriousness, thank you for checking out the show. Happy New Year. I hope you guys enjoyed the holidays with your families and friends. And I uh, hope 2016 goes better for you than 2015. Even if you had the best year of your life in 2015, hopefully 2016 is even better. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at MikeVBauman. You can also download this show via iTunes. If you would subscribe, that would be amazing. And if you would also rate the show, that helps it rank better so we can get these these fun conversations and thoughtful words out to people and the, the cool hip music as well. Um, and there's also a Podbean app that you can download. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N, so Pod short for podcast, and bean, as in like kidney bean, black bean, uh, garbanzo bean, whatever type of bean that you like or don't like, Podbean, that is the host server for this show. You can download that app on your iPhone, which is free. You can also download it if you have an Android phone. So if you have a Galaxy, ooh, a Galaxy, like me, or uh, just an Android phone or a Droid, Android operating system, iPhone operating system. You can download the Podbean app and listen to the show that way as well. And it's also on a host of other podcast apps out there. One that I have on my phone that I really like is Podcast Addict. That's where I listen to all of my favorite podcasts and my show syncs up on there as well. So now that we got all of the business out of the way, the biz nash, I just want to give you guys an update on what's been going on in my life, man. Uh, really the biggest change of my life, and not only just an update, but um, there's just been a lot that's happened to me in a, in a lot of positive ways over these last several months of my life after I went through a very challenging year of my life. And I thought it would be cool to do a podcast, not to bore you with the details so much, but just sort of the fact that it's a new year. You always hear about New Year's resolutions and everybody's, you know, we all get really inspired at the beginning of the year and then sometimes we settle right back into those old thought patterns and, you know, just life patterns and ruts that that, that keep us, you know, looking the same in the new year that we were the year before. And like I said, for some of you, maybe maybe being the same is great because you're you're doing great, life is great, and so it's good, and you just want to keep it good going in 2016. But for a lot of us, though, too, there are changes that we want to make, and it's not necessarily because we're unhappy. It's just because we want to improve. We want to strive uh, to be better in what we do and who we are, and myself, just speaking for myself, I've gone through many a change in the last couple of years, and I just thought it would be vital to uh to potentially share what's going on with you guys 
I'm getting a clicking in my headphones. I don't know why. Hopefully that we can edit that out if that continues to happen. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, it's it's just the past year and a half of my life leading up to what's been the last three, four months of my life. Had, there were just a lot of changes going on. So I wanted to do a podcast not only to update you guys on that but also because I, I feel like – and not to sound self-righteous but I feel like what I went through – could potentially be really helpful to a lot of people out there who are struggling or wondering when they're going to catch their break. All those things that happen to us in life where we feel like we get stuck in a rut and we're looking for a change. So there will be music in this podcast, of course. It's a music podcast. But the fact that it's the beginning of the year, I just felt like uh, I felt like I needed to impart a lot of what's going on with myself because my life is is better now than it's been in in a long time. I'm the happiest that I've been in a long time. So why not why not share some of the stuff that's going on with me and maybe it could be helpful to you. And if not, hopefully you're you're entertained and uh you enjoy the song at the end of the show. And for those of you if uh, you don't want to listen to any of this and you just want to listen to music for the last 3 minutes of your run at the gym or whatever, just fast forward to like the last 3 minutes, 4 minutes of the show. I'm not going to tell you what the song is. You're going to have to listen to the whole thing to hear that, but uh, you'll get a nice surprise. But for those of you who want to stay tuned, man, um, I really feel like you're going to dig it. You're going to dig it. But anyway, so going back a year and a half ago leading up to me moving and why I've been doing past episodes, which I hope you've been enjoying, um, I had the biggest change in my life happen in October, which was moving away from the area that I lived in my entire life. I'll be 28 years old in March. I had never lived anywhere other than Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan. Um, since 2004, I had pretty much lived in Michigan other than a few weeks uh, last year where I actually moved back to Ohio and then moved back to Michigan again. Boring little details, but I grew up in Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan for my entire life. And it is, it's 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 a place that will always have a special place in my heart. Uh Toledo, Ohio is my hometown. It's it's molded me and shaped me in in more ways than than I care to count because I don't want you guys to fall asleep and, and drool on the, on on a nearby pillow or couch or blanket or shirt of a loved one, but it it has shaped me in many ways and helped me, you know, truthfully helped make me the man that I am today. But a year and a half ago, I started to get a lot of signs that uh, whether you want to call it God or a divine entity or the universe, however you choose to look at those things, or maybe you're an absurdist and you think everything is completely random and everything is meaningless. <laughs> um, but I, I've started to get a lot of signs in my life. At least I took them as signs that uh, it just wasn't happening for me in Toledo anymore, that it was not where I was going to have a productive future um, it wasn't anywhere where I either saw myself or wanted to see myself building a life there because of the struggles that were happening. And to give you the Cliff Notes uh, version of it, in a year and a half time period, I lost my job. I watched my cat slowly die of cancer. I had a near falling out with one of my oldest friends. The newspaper that I was writing for for many years, which helped lead to this podcast and helped me develop my voice, closed. And then the concert promotion company back home 
that I, I worked with as far as uh, you know getting a lot of these articles, they also closed. So, and in the midst of that, there were other struggles, um, ones which which don't really need detailing, but but that was pretty much what happened to me in a year and a half period. The cat that I had half my life, and some of you might be laughing right now because I'm talking about my cat, but if you've never had any kids, man, and you have had an animal for a long time, it becomes like your kid. And those of you who have those animals or have had those animals know what I'm talking about. And my cat, Charlie, I had since I was 13 years old. We got him right after 9-11, and I never left home. You know, my sister went away to college. My brother went away to college. I was the one that lived at home while I went to college and commuted and then lived at home for a few years after until I got my own place uh, when I got that job before I lost that job. So, and I took Charlie with me when I moved. So he was always with me. And I'll, like I said, I'll be 28 in March. So I had him more than half my life. And he was my little buddy, man. He followed me everywhere. And people who say cats are unemotional and just jerks, they're not. They're very loving creatures. They make you work for it. They're not as just forthcoming as I, I guess you could say as it is with dogs. Um, they they don't really listen the way dogs do. They don't really see themselves as, as subservient to humans, which ticks off a lot of like quote unquote dog people. But I don't really consider myself a dog person or a cat person. I'm just an animal person. I love animals. And I had a dog growing up for a little bit too, a beagle named Ginger, who sadly we also had to put down. Um, for a few years, but, uh, so I, I love animals, but, but Charlie w- was that dude, man. He was that dude with, with me, you know, we, we had a bond and we were extremely close, you know, and, and, and I trained him like a dog. He would sit when I gave him treats. Um, he knew how to jump on things and he was, uh, always more than willing to jump on things, including things he had no business being on. But, uh, anytime I would write stories, he would sit up behind my computer and just chill with me, while I would write stories, if I was watching TV, he'd come up and sit behind my head. When I would come home from work, he'd be waiting by the door. When I lived at home, we, we had a cat door that led out to the garage, and he would come all the way out to the back door to meet me. You know, uh, you know, even when I worked second shift, he would he would come out there at night and wait till I got home. So we were tight, man. And uh, you know, for a long time, he was he would vomit frequently, multiple times per week. And then within the last year of his life, it started to get more frequent. Um, took him to the vet a few times initially, right when it started happening. Like I remember one night he got sick like five times in one night and I was worried about him because, you know, it's a 14 pound creature. It's not a hundred and some pound human being. Um, you know, we get dehydrated if you, if we puke five times in five nights or five times in, in a night in a few hours, much less a little animal. And, uh, so right away I tried to nip that in the butt in early 2014. The vet didn't know what was going on with them. They tested them. They didn't see anything when they did x-rays. Then I changed his food. And by April of 2015, he had already lost two pounds from the year before. By July of 2015, when I had to put him down, he had lost about five pounds in like, what is that? April, May, June, July, three months. So he lost half his body weight in three months time. And I took him to a different doctor, and the same day that I put him down was this, the day that I found out that he had cancer. He had a cancerous tumor, which was about the size of a golf ball in his lower abdomen, which uh, explained the vomiting and why he was having trouble going to the bathroom and uh, having pain. And so it, it sucked, you know, for, for lack of a better word, it, it sucked. It really sucked. 
it was the hardest thing I've had to do since uh, burying my grandfather, who I was extremely close with. So that was a, a challenge. Um, and that actually came at the tail end of, of a year and a half. You know, we're, I'm talking May 2014 until fall of 2015 when I moved down here to Nashville. Of like I said, just just it seemed like every time I would come up from air for air, another wave would just would just choke me out and and you know send me into into the tide. You know, it started with me losing my job when the company that I used to work for downsized. Um, I I ended up going back into uh, you know going you know which which was at the time it seemed like a step back but it, but it ended up being a really good thing because it helped lead me down here and and uh sometimes you got to go through some some tough points to to end up where you really feel like you're supposed to be and I really feel like I'm supposed to be in Nashville right now um but it started with that and um I ended up taking a, another job for significantly less money but it gave me the space to creatively do both this podcast and get back into writing which I I had taken a break from um, and focus on broadcasting. And so I was doing all of that while having a part-time job because I had done a pretty good job of saving my money. Um, if there is a financial lesson in here, it is save your money. Don't make emotional purchases. I think that's what they call them. Um, you'll, you'll be thankful later on. And plus a lot of, isn't a lot of what we buy just the conquest of it? right you know that the classic you want what you can't have and then when you finally get whatever it is like it's a little flawed like you know girls you finally get that purse and you notice that the stitching is kind of weird on one side and you're like I just spent $350 for this or you get some shoes and one of them looks like it's like B grade and you're like yeah you know what I mean anyway I digress but you know so so you know I was making less money um, ended up moving in with with one of my oldest friends when he was going through a tough time with uh, and I'm not going to get too much into their business or that situation because it's all been put to bed now and we're we're still as tight as we were as when we first met when we were 10 years old you know because um, that's what friends do you know they don't they 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 look out for each other and they stick together and uh, they man up or woman up when there's a disagreement and, and you get it together and, and you, you stay cool with each other. So everything's all cool now, so it's okay to talk about. And again, I won't bore you with the details, but not long after I lost that job, I moved in with him because I was making less money. And he was going through a tough time with, with his, his wife uh, and everything, like I said, is cool with them now. They're doing great from, from everything uh, that I understand, which is awesome. I'm so glad they're doing great, um, especially since they have uh, a daughter together as well as her daughter. Um, from a, from a previous relationship, so when there's kids involved, you always hope they can work it out, and they're doing fantastic, from what I understand. But both of us thought, okay, this will be cool, you know. Um, you know, I'll be saving some money living with you, um, because at that point, I had already, you know, we're talking like fall of 2014 now. I had already kind of figured out in my head that I that I wanted to get out of Toledo, that I wanted to move, I wanted to relocate. Excuse me, I wanted to get a fresh start somewhere else. I just didn't know where or when it was going to happen. I knew that I wanted to try to find a job doing what I love to do, whether it was uh, feature writing or broadcasting. And obviously in a creative field, especially a field like journalism, which has just changed immensely in the last 10 years with, with the rise of social media and Facebook and Twitter blogging uh, and just technology in general, you know, you know, getting your information mobily wasn't a thing even when I was a senior in high school 10 years ago. And now that's pretty much how everybody does it. People get information from their phones and from social media. 
So it, a lot of newspapers have shrunk or even just closed up shop completely um, because they're they're losing readership and the nature of the game is changing. So it's you know it's it's a hard job to get you know to get. Um, and beyond that, even broadcasting is extremely competitive. Whether you're doing sports or music, uh, which which are both very specialized, whether you're behind the the camera or in front of the camera, it's it's very difficult. But I just I just knew that I loved those things and I was I was going to try to pursue them. Um, so I moved in with him with the knowledge that I could stay there for up to a year because at the time him and his girl were separated, and it lasted all of six weeks. <laughs> It was bad. It was bad. And like I said, we made up not long after, and everything's cool now. But uh, So that was really, really harsh. Then I had to move back home with uh, with my mom and my stepdad. And even though I have a great relationship with them, and even though there are, are a lot of people in their 20s uh, still living with, with their parents because the job market is very, very competitive and very tough out there, um, it, it, I, I, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was very difficult. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a gut check. Uh, for me, you know, it was like just getting slugged in the gut when you're not paying attention because uh, once you've been out on your own, you have your own place, moving back home, it just as a man, it just made me feel kind of like, I'll be honest, less of a man. And like I said, I have a great relationship with my mom and my stepdad. I love them both very, very much. They're they're incredible people. But uh, and, and our relationship is great. But 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 that was for, for myself confidence. That was really difficult. So going through that, making less money, having lost a job where I was making more money, um, then fast forward to the spring, Charlie's starting to really go downhill, losing weight. Uh, the paper that I wrote for Toledo Free Press, which helped me develop my voice and gave me an opportunity to do interviews with people I never dreamed of, including two of my all-time favorite bands in, in uh, uh, Corn and Alter Bridge. Uh, actually, three of my all-time favorite bands: Corn, Alter Bridge, Killswitch Engage. I, I did uh, interviews with with members of all three of those bands for stories in Toledo Free Press, um, as well as uh, Seven Dust. I see now I'm jogging my memory. Four of my favorite bands. Um, I, I got to do interviews when when they either came through town or played shows near near Toledo. Um, so that that was awesome, and it really helped me develop my confidence as a writer helped me lead me to do this podcast and so that that's was a real bummer when when they closed their doors so that was just another thing that happened and then finally having to put my cat down in july was was sort of just the last straw for me you know and i felt like uh even though i love the guys at toledo sports network shout out to mike jameson who used to produce this show and helped me launch this puppy before i started recording it on my own um all the guys at toledo sports network you know who you are um I don't want to name names personally because I don't want to forget anybody, but everybody at Toledo Sports Network that I've encountered over the years, I love you all, and you all have meant so much to me in my career. But um, I felt like I, it was just time for me to grow and make a change. As much as I as much as I miss doing games for Toledo Sports Network, and as much as I miss that gang from back home, I just you get to a point in your life where, it, where it's just time. You just know whether it's a relationship, whether it's physically where you're living. You, the job that you're in, you just know when it's time to make a change. I think we all know what that feeling is. It, there's not really a way to describe it in human words. Uh, maybe there's some alien race out there that it would be like, and I'll be like, yeah, dude. And then somebody would translate. I'd be like, that's a, that's a great way to describe what I'm trying to say right now. But there really are no words. You just know in your gut when it's time to make a change in your life. And so by the late summer, early fall of 2015, so we're talking three, four months ago, I just knew it was time for me to make a change. And by the grace of God above, 
and thanks to um, previous work experience that I had in, in the current field that, I, that I'm working in now with, with my day job down here, um, I was able to get an incredible opportunity at, a, at, a, at an awesome company and decided to relocate to Nashville where none of my current closest friends, and I don't have a huge circle of friends because I, I'm a pretty private person, and I'm somebody that has just always kept a small circle of friends. I'm very social. I, I love talking to people. I get along with people great, but I've never been somebody that's that's run with, uh, you know, 20, 30 people. You know, I, I have a core of probably five to six really, really good friends that I would go to bat for and they would go to bat for me. Um, and, and we have each other's backs. And like any relationship, there's disagreements, but it's all love at the end of the day. So, you know, it was fish out of water for me, kids. You know, I decided, but but I again, I had an opportunity to uh, visit before I had the interviews and before I actually moved down here. So I spent a total of, of about um, probably like eight full days in Nashville before I decided to move, and I fell in love with it the first day that I that I was here. Again, there's not really words to describe those feelings, but when something feels right, you just know it's right. You know, it's very hilly down here. The people are very friendly. The scenery and the topography is completely different from from what I grew up with back home, where it's very flat in Northwest Ohio and uh, Southeast Michigan. And it was just it was just a breath of fresh air, literally and figuratively. And I felt really good about my interview when I when I got the opportunity to to interview for the position. And after I got the call back that I got the job that I that I now have. After I hung up the phone, I literally threw both of my arms in the air and shouted out loud at the top of my lungs like I just scored the, the, the game-winning shot in Game 7 of the NBA Finals and, uh, you know, had a crossover that, you know, and a step-back jumper that made the dude fall over in the process. Like, just an epic, like, Michael Jordan game-winning shot. Like, I, I was so elated when I got this position and it's been great, man. Like, I love everybody that I work with. The company culture is incredible. I just feel really blessed, you know. And it's crazy because, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast because, you know, for, for a good year and a half, like I said, there there just was things. And I don't want to make it sound like woe is me because I have an incredible life, man. I have an amazing family. I have an amazing group of friends. Um I, I've been really, really blessed in my life. So there are, you know, millions and millions of people who have it way worse than me. So I don't want to, when I say that I had a tough year and a half, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, look at he's feeling sorry for himself. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But it was crazy because, like, when I came down here, when I got the opportunity to come down here, and, and I, and I, because for a while, I knew that I, I wanted to move. But taking that first step is always the hardest. And whatever it is that you do, you know, if you're somebody that, that, you know, hasn't worked out a lot in your life and then all of a sudden you decide that you want to get in really good shape, that first day when you go to bed that night, you, you might not feel it, but that next morning, boy, you are going to feel awful and your body's going to feel terrible and, and your mind is going to go, you need to stop because this hurts, right? And it's crazy because humans, we are capable – and we've shown throughout history and just our time as a species, man, that, that we are capable of surviving crazy things, sometimes on, on the borderline of disbelief and the unexplainable. And, and our spirit, the human spirit is capable and the mind 
is capable of so much. It's like all of us that have smartphones, like if you just pick up your smartphone right now, you hit the little button and you got your beautiful LCD or HD touchscreen or whatever, you don't know how it works. You just expect it to work when it uh, when it when you pick it up and you start uh, you start playing with it. I think I know what that click was. It's every time that I move my uh, headphone things so I won't do that but I guess what I'm just trying to say is like we're, we're capable of great things but I've discovered in my own experience and a lot of people that I've known and just people that I've been around that we are very minus one or two we are very resistant to change even if it's exactly what the doctor ordered and that is why I'm doing this podcast today because after what was the most challenging year and a half of my life Things right now have been so awesome for me, and I'm so thankful, and I wake up every day and I thank God for, for, for what I have. And I, and I know some people don't believe in God. I, you know, That's probably a whole different podcast, but all I can tell you is I've had a few moments in my life, and maybe I will talk about those in a future podcast, where I just beyond a shadow of a doubt, and, and again, I guess if you're a scientific person or an atheist or whatever, you might just chalk it up to just total random life stuff. Uh, but but there there were moments in my life where where I can just tell you that some loving all loving entity was looking out for me because the, the feelings that I had and the things that happened are are I can't explain other than that. But anyway, things things have been going really great for me, um, and that's and that's why you guys haven't had new new episodes because I've been so busy. You know, when moving away from home, it was very challenging, man. My mom like sobbed, you know, <laughs> when she was hugging me when I left and I moved. It's 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 not easy, man. It's not easy, you know. Um, it's not like I came down here with one of my best friends. I said, "Hey, man, like you want to change? I want to change." You know, and we pulled a Dumb and Dumber, and we're we're going to Aspen, where women flow like the salmon at Capistrano, <laughs> or whatever Jim Carrey says there. I shouldn't pretend like I don't know what he says there. I know every line to that movie. But, you know, it, it's, you know I, ju- I literally just said, okay, I have a great opportunity ahead of me. I know I want to move. Taking that first step is the hardest step. And, and when, I, when I found out I had the job, it was like relief. You know, I wasn't nervous about it then. Um, but but I, I won't lie, that first drive down to Nashville, you know, just where, where I was just visiting. It was before I even, you know, had any interviews. I, I was just visiting to see if I could see myself living there. Um, because there's a lot of, you know, obviously doing a music podcast, you guys know, I love music. I, music is, is, uh, it's not synonymous with air, but it's right up there. And I can tell you, I wouldn't want to live in a world where there was no music, you know, or, or we didn't have the capability to even understand or create music that, that would not be a world or a universe that I would want to live in. That would basically be hell for me if there was no music. Um, so Nashville being music city, and everything really is down here. I haven't even gotten to scratch the surface yet. I haven't even been to a concert down here yet because I've been so busy. But moving, changing your insurance, you know, just life stuff, man. Just just grown man life stuff, you know, where, where, you, where you got, you know, you change your insurance over and every state's different and getting my license, finding a place to live that was affordable, getting settled in, getting familiar with, with my surroundings, getting familiar with my job. And being trained on, on my job, like it, there's just, it is all of it really. Like I've, I've actually like lost weight because I haven't worked out, and I'm getting ready to kick the crap out of myself. Uh, free plug, Tony Horton. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start P90X3 
the the Monday after I record this, and I'm gonna be sore because I haven't hardly worked. I've done one workout since like mid October. I got really sick right before I came down here, and um, and then you know just running around. I mean, I've been eating and everything, but just running around and not exercising and not getting the greatest sleep at times because of of everything that I've been doing. Just getting my apartment together, getting used to my job, getting used to the commute, all that stuff. It's just kind of a rat race. It's just it's taking some weight off. So I'm feeling kind of saft right now, guys, but that's all going to change. I did P90X when I was 21. I can tell you, any of you who see those infomercials, if you're trying to get in shape, it works. I'm going to be more strict about the nutrition this time around, especially since there's a cycle in, in the new one that you can do if you're trying to actually put on some weight, which I am, because I'm like 6'1 and about a buck 55 right now. I'm not skinny. I don't appreciate skinny. Which skinny sounds really offensive in Spanish. Skinny in Spanish is flaco. Thin is delgado. Mm, he's cute. He's guapo. He's delgado. No, he is flaco. He's weak. Flaco. So so I ever ever since I knew what, what skinny translated to in Spanish, I don't like what people call me skinny. Um, but I am thin. I am thin. I eat healthy, but I just got to put some meat on. I've lost some of, some of that muscle from not working out, but I'm getting ready to get in shape. So Tony Horton, free plug, my friend. P90X3. You don't have to pay me, brother, because I love what you do. And your stuff works. It's not gimmicky. It actually works. If, and so I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, best shape of my life I've ever been in was when I was 21 years old and I did P90X. But I didn't follow the nutrition plan to a T. I ate right. I ate well. Probably could have eaten a little bit more, actually, to, to put on a little bit mu- more muscle. But anyway, point being that I wanted to do this podcast because I feel like I'm living proof. And again, I'm not trying to sound self-righteous or like a preacher like right now. I am living proof of what the Lord, like all I'm saying is I did get caught up in some negative thought patterns for a while because I'm human, you know, and and that's a lot to go through in a year and a half, you know, putting down an animal that you had half your life, watching the paper that helped you develop your voice close its doors and no longer having that voice locally. Losing a job uh, due to downsizing, and for the first time, I was 26 when that happened. That was the first time in 12 years that I was jobless. I had, I've had some type of job since I was 14 years old. You know, having a near falling out with one of my oldest and best friends, having to move back home in your mid 20s as a single man, and and what that does to to your self confidence, or at least what it did to mine. Um, it, it was just rough, man. It was a rough patch, but. Part of what led to me coming to Nashville and what led to the positive vibes that I'm feeling right now in my life, I just had to start changing my thought patterns. You know, I had to look in the mirror and go, okay, man, you've wanted to make a change. What are you going to do about it? And I remember my grandma, I love her so much. Um, she's been there for all of us. I, I, you know, there's 10 of us cousins that came from her children. And, and we've all stayed pretty close and we're very close growing up. And even though we live in different parts of the country now, we still all keep in touch with each other, even if it's like Snapchat, you know. And I remember having a discussion with her a lot not long before I came down here. But when I started to actually crystallize, like, that Nashville was, was a place that um, that I really could see myself living in, you know. Because um, even on paper, Nashville was great. You know, you know, any you read Money Magazine or Forbes, any of that stuff about the job opportunities down here, how much it's grown and is continuing to grow, uh, compared to the uh, to the economy back home where I'm from, it's like night and day. You know, 
So just from an economical job standpoint, there's tons of opportunities in the greater Nashville area. But then when you also look at – when I looked at, like, the cost of living, um, I saw some pictures, and, and downtown looked awesome. Um, there's there's the Cumberland River runs right through the city. It's very hilly here. There's beautiful places to visit that, that are within a couple hours' drive of Nashville. Just on paper, it looked amazing. And then when I came down here and it felt awesome when I visited – that's when things really started to, to like crystallize for me and I was like okay man like it's it's getting real on the field now brother it's getting real stuff is getting real I don't know what those voices were that I just did there but um, I felt like I needed to do a voice there um, maybe it's because I saw the video with Marshawn Lynch playing Rob Gronkowski which you haven't if you haven't seen it and I and again I know I'm jumping all over the place but if you haven't seen it it's hilarious during Super Bowl week last year, they were at some random hotel in Arizona, somewhere in Arizona, for Conan O'Brien, and they played Mortal Kombat before it came out. And it was literally one of the funniest things that I've ever seen in terms of, like, online videos. It's it's easily top five. It was hilarious. And uh, Marshawn Lynch was talking, you know, while they were fighting. It's getting real on the field. It was funny, man. It was hilarious. And you see a side of Marshawn Lynch that's completely different from the way the media paints the picture of him because they don't like it that he doesn't talk to them. But anyway, I, I diverted there. What I'm trying to say is I had a, I had a discussion with my grandmother um, as things were starting to get real about me coming down here, you know. And it, it was like being on that high dive and you're finally all the way up there and then you're like, oh, man. You know, and how often do you see that, man? You see videos on like YouTube or whatever. Somebody's getting ready to, to uh, either skydive or they're getting ready to base jump or they're on like the, the diving board and they're like, I, I don't know, I can't do it. Or they're on the dock and they're like, I just, uh, you get all the way there. You get all the way there and you're like, mm. or somebody's waiting in line for a roller coaster. They go they for an hour in the heat, sweaty people all around him, and then they get up to the roller coaster and they're like, you know what, man, that hill is actually a lot more frightening in person. Like a lot, like I would rather see Satan and Freddy Krueger greeting me right now than that hill on that roller coaster. I think I'm gonna go down. And and so I was I wasn't at that point where I was like ready to like just be like, nah, I'm just gonna keep on the path that I want to be on because I knew I wanted to make a change. But I, I legitimately was, you know, a little fearful because again. I've never lived away from my closest family and uh, and all my close friends, you know. Um, so it, it, it was a, you know, to, to be away from your support system, as they say, even though it's not that far. Nashville is about seven and a half, eight hours, depending on traffic from where I'm from. It was, it was a little intimidating. And I remember talking to my grandma and she said, Mike, honey, you know, you know, you've been wanting to change you know, there's, you know, things haven't been happening for you here. You just got to take that first step. You just, and, and, and sometimes it's, it's literally the, the simplest things that you need to hear from the people that you know, love you unconditionally and just want to see you do well, that will help change your life. And, and it was a conversation that I always remember with my grandpa or my grandma, um, We've had great conversations about my grandpa, too. What's up, Vic? I love you, man. I miss you. But um, she was right, man. So that was, was, was a conversation I needed to have. And then once I came down here and had the interview for the job that I currently have, and I, and I met my boss, who's awesome, I felt really good about the interview. And I did. I just prayed a lot about it, man. I was like, man, this is just... 
and I remember sitting in the waiting room and it was just a beautiful day when I had my interview, uh, for, for the job that I have now. And, um, and I remember just being like, wow, like I just feel good. Like I wasn't nervous. I wasn't, I wasn't even really nervous because I just, I just felt so good about the situation, you know? Um, and even the gal who, who works, um, in the front part of the building where I work and, and she's the one that greets everybody that comes in, all the visitors and stuff. She's just a, she's just an awesome, just loving person, you know? And, uh, when I did get the job, she was very nice to me and I talked to her while I was waiting. And then when I did get the job, she, you know, I came in for my first day and she's like, Oh, I remember you. And she was like, she's like, you know what? After you had your interview, I told her, I like him. You need to keep him. So that made me feel really good too, man. Like everything was just positive and it has been positive. And, um, and every now and again, I'll have a negative thought that'll creep in and I'll be like, all right, when am I going to wake up from this dream, man? Like, when am I going to be like like in 1408, remember that where John Cusack he finally gets out of that room, and 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 how creepy was that? And then he went to like the uh, to drop off some mail, and then the guy kind of looked at him, and all of a sudden like the the just the the the, the post office just starts crumbling him around him, and he's just back in that room, and you're like whoa, you know. Um, but part of, part of me kind of you know every now and again I, I had those you know I, I'll, I'll have those feelings creep up and I'm like when when is when am I going to wake up from this dream? Because 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 going from the way things were to the way they are now, it's crazy. But I will tell you that a lot of it, if there's anything you take away from my babbling today, is just taking that first step, and that's why I felt like it was fitting for the new year because it's 2016 you have a clean slate to to change your life and i think a lot of us that have new year's resolutions and whatnot we get we we don't end up following through on them either because they're 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 too crazy you know or and because change is hard and and and, you know change truthfully comes from within i mean obviously for me to be down here i had to have I had to have the person who hired me believe in me and believe that I could be part of of their team, and they had to give me an opportunity. You know what I mean? Um, even though I had I had the experience, and even though I felt like the interview went well, it's still at the end of the day it was up to that person to give me the opportunity. And that's that's hand in hand with life. You know, we all have free will, but at the end of the day, nobody that's achieved great things in life did it completely on their own. You know, whether you look up to moguls like like Jay-Z or Warren Buffett um, or, or you or or athletes, you know, um, like, you know, some of the more popular guys in the NFL right now, like J.J. Watt, Cam Newton, you know, the best at their positions. Um, those guys still they, they worked hard and they had the talent, but they but they also had to have somebody give them an opportunity. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, that is a crucial part of the equation. It's not, you know, hard work doesn't just pay off alone. Like it it still has to be recognized by the people you're doing the work for and somebody still has to give you an opportunity. So um, if it weren't for the people who gave me the opportunity to work at the company I'm working at now, obviously I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in Nashville. But um, the fact that I, I have a great job that I, that I really love and the fact that I'm in a city where, where I feel like I, I have a lot of potential with this podcast and I'm so excited about. And I've already met you guys, people down here that uh, I'm, I'm trying to line up you know, new episodes for that I really feel like are going to be awesome conversations because of, of the things that they're doing and have done in, in the music business. 
Um, so, so it, it really, it's, it's like the perfect scenario for me. And I, and I, and there's times where I'm at night, I'll be like, God, like, why, why am I down here? How did, like, how did you leave me down here? If somebody would have, would have told me a, a year ago that, you know, 12 months from now, you will be in Nashville and you will be at one of the happiest states you've ever been in your, in your present life. I'd be like, really, really? Things will change that quickly from the modality that I'm in now to that. And why Nashville, you know? Um, if anywhere I thought I was going to end up, I thought it, it potentially was going to be maybe like Northeast Ohio because that's where my brother and my sister-in-law and my nephew are. My, my cousin Shan that I love to pieces is there, you know, and, and Cleveland uh, is, is an awesome city. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good place for, for young dudes like myself, young people in general. So I, I would have told them, they, I would have been like, yeah, right. But that's what's what's beautiful and what's crazy about life. But but that's the message that I want to get across today is is that if you want to make a change in your life, it all starts with that first step, you know, and 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 the belief in yourself that 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 you can make it happen, you know. I know a lot of people think some of the stuff I'm about to say is complete and utter poo poo, but I'm living proof. Again, not to sound self righteous, but I am living proof that. You can change your life for the better, and I believe it comes down to the simplest statement, which is if you can change your mind, you can change your life. And I've been reading stuff for the last couple of years, um, and I haven't been reading a bunch, so that's why I'm saying reading stuff because I haven't read like a hundred books on the subject. I'm not, I'm not an expert on the subject by any means, but there are things that have happened to me in my life since I've I've changed those old negative thought patterns that I used to have. I don't focus on negative things anymore. I focus on the positive, and a lot of it has to do with the stuff that I've been reading about the law of attraction and the power of positive thinking and the power of positive thoughts. And again, I know some people think it's total and other hullabaloo, but I'm telling you, the way my life has gone these last several months and the way it's going right now and how good I feel about things now compared to how I felt about things a year ago, it literally is night and day buddy it's night and day night and day and it all starts with your thought process you know i knew deep down that i needed to make a change but i i taken that first step took a lot of growing pains for me it took my cat dying you know me having to put my cat down it took losing my other job to downsizing it took the paper that i used to write for closing it took almost having a relationship with one of my oldest friends completely fall out it took all of those things for me to finally wake up and go dude just you need to get out of here man it's not happening in this environment you need to get out of here so hopefully my story today can serve as a lesson to you that if you feel something in your gut that you need to make a a change in your life for something better don't wait until the sky starts to fall around you to to finally wake up to that man because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow all we have is the present moment my friends the past doesn't exist it doesn't exist it exists in your mind the future doesn't exist it exists in your mind what you let of let of it exist in your mind all you need to focus on is this present moment And I'm living proof that if you can change your mind, 
you can change your life. If you can change those negative thought patterns, extract the meaning from the things that you perceive to be negative experiences, extract the meaning and the lesson that's there to be learned, because I promise you there's a lesson there to be learned, it all starts with your first thought on that subject. Are you going to get frustrated and angry? Because that's not going to lead you anywhere. Or are you going to extract the meaning from, from that moment? As difficult as it may be, that's what you need to do. And I promise you, things will start to change. You know, all of us, we actually operate at a frequency. It's true. That, that I can tell you, is true. You know, we operate at a frequency. You can look it up, man. I'm not saying it is scientifically <laughs> as the people who have actually done the research, but it's true. So when people talk about good vibes and bad vibes and energy, we are all physical energy. We are. Just just like a light bulb, just like your TV, we, we, we have energy. We have energy. And I really believe that what you give off is what you get back. And what you put out is what you put in. And the results aren't always immediate. And for those of us that don't seem to have a lot of good luck and we can't fall and poop and come out smelling like a rose, sometimes those results are, are, are months and even years before you start to see the payoff from them. But I promise you, if you think positively and you have the courage to take that first step in your life to make a positive change that you feel in your gut, life will start to change and the people that have come into your life and the situations that come into your life and the experiences that come to your life will all change for the better. I promise you. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen two minutes from now. It's not going to happen two days from now. But it's going to happen. But you have to change your mind. If you can change your mind, you can change your life. So it's 2016, baby. It's 2016. All right, all right, all right. And it's time for you to wake up and look yourself in the mirror. Stop making excuses. Stop coming up with reasons you can't do something. Stop coming up with, with, with alternative scenarios in your head that haven't even happened yet. Literally sit down. Man, literally is the word of this podcast today, isn't it? It's like the Bachelor game they play on Jimmy Kimmel where, where he, he'll go back and he'll do, they'll do like two minutes of B-roll of, of them just saying amazing in the show. That's what this podcast is today except with literally. But seriously, sit down. Write down your goals of who and what you want from life and hold yourself accountable to pursuing those goals. It actually, people don't realize it actually takes work to be lazy. It takes work to not care. It does. It takes a lot of energy to, to, to not care. It does. Some people say, no, nah, dude, it's easy just to not do something. Not really. Not really. You end up creating more work a lot of times. And, and, and I'm talking about being lazy in life. I'm not necessarily talking about not doing the, the you know, not washing the dishes, you know, from the, from the eggs you made a couple hours ago. I'm talking about holding yourself accountable to life. Don't be lazy in life when it comes to you because you are the best investment that you're ever going to make. Nobody is ever going to look out for you. Not even the person that loves you the most. They are not going to look out for you the way that you have the ability to look out for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you are the one that has to live with you every day. You're the one that's putting your head to the pillow. You're the one that's getting up and looking yourself in the mirror. You're in your body and you're in your mind. And only you can control and change your actions. There's nothing else that anybody can do. You can meet people that can inspire you. You can listen to this podcast and extract from it what you decide to extract from it. But at the end of the day, man, the change always comes from within. 
You might have a mentor in your life that you say, man, that mentor changed my life. No, they didn't. You changed your life. You just had a vessel. You had somebody with so much light and so much love and so much positive energy that you were drawn to and you said, I wanted that. I want that. And they inspired you. Yes, if you hadn't met that person, maybe your life wouldn't have changed. But at the end of the day, you had to decide to change. You had to decide that you wanted that light, that you wanted that love for what, what, whatever it is. Whether it was a coach who got you on the right track and got you to realize that you need to get it done in the classroom. And then you ended up getting a scholarship and you got a free college education. And even if you're not a professional athlete now, maybe you're coaching and you're mentoring people now. Or you're a teacher and or an educator now. Or you have a great career and you're making great strides at your company. And you're making your company money and in turn making yourself money. You still had to decide to listen what they had to say. You still had to decide you wanted it. You know? You still had to make that change inside, internally, to externally change your life. So even when you meet people that are really inspiring, you know, you, you, you could have somebody tell the most inspiring speech in the world. And for that hour, you could be mesmerized. But when you walk out of that building and you get in your car and you start driving home, eventually you're going to get back into that modality of your own life. Because that, that man or woman isn't going to wake up in the next morning when your alarm clock goes off. They're not going to be at the end of your bed with a microphone and a PA and, and an inspirational music from Hans Zimmer <laughs> playing the soundtrack to your life, man. You're going to have to wake up and live with you. And you're going to have to decide what you want from life, who you want in your life, and what you want your legacy to be. And it all starts with changing your mind. So I encourage you to do that for 2016. Don't make New Year's resolutions this year. Make life resolutions, man. Make life resolutions. Hold yourself accountable. You know? Do it. If there's something you want to do, do it. Sit down. Write it out. Write out the process. Visualize it. And then start pursuing it. A lot of people, for example, when a new year starts, and I just talked about it 20 minutes ago. Right? You want to get in better shape. But what happens is people will say, oh, I want to put on 50 pounds of muscle or I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, the reality is is that if you're trying to lose 50 pounds, that more than likely means that you really haven't done a lot of exercising. So it's going to take a lot of work to lose that 50 pounds. And it'll be attainable, but again, are you going to be willing and realistic? A lot of people aren't. They think, okay, if I go to the gym, I get that that membership to the gym. If you're somebody that hasn't, that hasn't exercised a lot and if you're if you feel like you need to lose 50 pounds if you're if you're overweight like that it's going to take a lot of work and it and it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to do by yourself you're going to need a personal trainer you're going to need to do research whether it's you know you know webmd or youtube videos you're going to need to change your diet because nutrition is a huge part of fitness huge part of fitness you know, my, my cousin lost 100 pounds. I saw her on her wedding day uh, a couple of years ago. I haven't seen her in a long time. She lost 100 pounds. And I said, I said, what have you been doing? You look amazing, you know? And she said, I literally, I was like, have you been working out? Have you? And she said, no. She goes, I literally cut out pop and junk food. I started eating better, drinking a lot more water. And, and you know, over time, the pounds really started to come off. So nutrition's a huge part of it. So if you're somebody that feels like you need to lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds or more, it's going to take changing your diet, man. And that's hard. 
that's hard. I, I, I can tell you just from, from my life, the people that I know who, who are close to me, who, who need to get in better shape or, or who aren't in, in the greatest shape, they, they, they don't have a great diet. You know, whether it's a sweet tooth or just being really picky eaters, they don't have the greatest diet. You know, so nutrition's a big part of that. And and what happens is people set these fitness goals, they join these gyms, but the reality is if you don't have a goal in mind or you don't have a direction, eventually you're you're gonna quit. You know? You'll see results at the beginning. You know, you'll start shedding some of that water weight and you'll lose ten pounds real fast just from cardio. And then you'll keep doing that and then you'll wonder why the pounds aren't coming off. And it's because your body needs strength training and conditioning in order to boost your metabolism. And in addition, you need to eat foods that are going to fuel you, not fuel foods that are going to make you want to take, you know, a, a hibernation, you know, bear coma, you know. And junk food will do that to you. It'll make you feel lethargic. So set realistic goals. If you're if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'd like to lose weight. Maybe it's not 50 pounds. Maybe I'd like to lose 10 pounds. You know, set realistic goals. Don't be like, I want to lose 50 pounds by April when I go on that cruise. Because the reality is, like I just said, if you need to lose that much weight, you ain't going to be getting 50 pounds lighter in three months. Not not by just diet and exercise. You know what I mean? It, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. You know, be realistic about that journey. But hold yourself accountable to that journey. You know, set a goal of like six months. Because that's more realistic. That's like 10 pounds a month. You can do that if, you, if you're willing to put in the work to change your diet and you're willing to put in the work in the gym. You know, there's a lot of home workouts that are out there, but I don't recommend doing those without consulting your physician first or without really doing like some type of a fit test to figure that out. But you'll be able to do it if you're somebody that wants to start your own company in 2016. You know, maybe you're really passionate about music like me and maybe you've always wanted to open a record store. Um you know, start, start to really brainstorm how you're going to make that happen. If, if you don't have the money immediately to make it happen, think, you know, go, go to the record stores that you love and talk to the people that own the stores. You know, my guess is if you want to open a record store that, that you frequent record stores and you probably have one or two in particular where they know you like the back of your, their hand because you're in there every week, talk to them, see what they went through to start that record store or take an ownership interest in it. If they weren't the ones who started it initially, you know, that's what I'm saying. It all starts with one thought. It all starts with just changing your mind. And listen, man, I'm 27 years old. A lot of you might be saying, dude, why do I got to listen to you? You don't have to listen to me. You know, I wouldn't want to listen to a 27-year-old give advice, but I'm not really giving you advice. I'm just I'm just giving you tools right now, man, because I, I am 27 years old. I got a hell of a lot to learn about this life, a lot to learn about this life yet. There's a lot of experiences that I haven't had yet, but I'm looking forward to them. You know, I'm looking forward to whatever comes next because I'm focused on right now. I don't fear what's next because I'm focused on right now. And that's not how I used to be. You know, so I'm not trying to wax poetic on you. I'm just a dude who, who, by the grace of God above and by the grace of some awesome people down here, got an incredible opportunity to change my life. But the change started with me. I had to be willing to take the plunge, man. I had to be willing once I got to the top of that high dive to go to the edge and jump in that water. And that's what you got to do in your life too right now if you want to make changes. You know, but be realistic about it in 2016, you know? Because if you set goals that are too high or too unrealistic, and I'm not saying don't set lofty goals. I'm just saying if you set stuff that's too too high or too unrealistic, 
you're not going to follow through on it. It's going to be too painful. And then you're going to be mad at yourself and you're going to resent yourself and you're going to slip back into those old patterns, whatever those may be, you know, and you don't want that to happen. So think about the person that you want to become. Think about the type of work that you want to do. And it doesn't even have, when I say work, I'm, I'm talking about life work. I'm not just talking about going to, going to a job or a career or vocation. I'm thinking and talking about what you want your legacy to be. If you died tomorrow, what would, pe- what would the people who knew you say? You know? And it's not about what other people think. That's not, that's not where I'm trying to, to go with this. But what, what would the people who loved you and knew you the most, what would they have to say about you? What's the last conversation you had with the five closest people to you in your life? And what did you say to them? And how did those conversations go? What did you text them? What did you snap them? <laughs> in all seriousness, though, think about that, man. You know, think about that. Because if you die tomorrow, that, that, that's a realistic possibility for all of us. You know, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope I don't die tomorrow, but it's possible. It's very possible. And I can sit in this chair right now and record this podcast and say that even though there's a lot that I feel like I still have left to do, I will be happy with with the last conversations that I've had with the five closest people to me. You know, always tell people that you love them that are close to you because you don't know when you're going to have that last conversation. But think about what you want your legacy to be, man. And you know what? Not everybody is meant to be Bill Gates. Not everybody is is going to have the talent and the ability to be LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Not everybody's going to have the chops on the guitar to be, you know, Eddie Van Halen or BB King. But that sure doesn't mean that you can't have a lot of fun and and look up to people and and set some goals on what you want out of yourself and it doesn't mean that you can't have a career doing what you love to do you know there's a reason not everybody is a mogul there's a reason not everybody is you know eddie van halen or bb king but there's a lot of people out there who are who are really really freaking good man and they're making livings doing what they love to do so think about that because it is a new year we're eight days into the new year at least when i'm recording this right now you got all year to, to, to make it to make it what you want to make it. So go out there and make it happen. But it all starts with that first step. If you can change your mind, you can change your life. I'm living proof of it, and that's a message that I wanted to share with you guys today. So thank you for listening. I love you all. I really appreciate everybody who stayed on board over the years. I can't believe it's been almost four years since I started this podcast. I know I haven't been consistent with it. Obviously, there's been a lot of things in my life that have happened not only in the last year and a half, but even before that, I took a break when I when I started the job that I ended up losing to downsizing. You know, I've I've been going through a lot of changes. There's probably been more change that's happened in the last five months of my life that happened in the previous 27 years of my life. But there's also been a lot more change that have, that have happened in the last three, four years of my life than in the previous 25 to this point. So. Um, I'm learning too as I go along, you know, but I do appreciate all of you who tune into this podcast, whoever you are and wherever you are. And if this is your first episode that you listen to, thank you for coming on board, man. And I can tell you guys that I am focused in 2016. 
I'm excited to see what this year has to bring. And this podcast is part of that. And I've got some fun stuff coming up for you guys. I've got some fun episodes that I'm trying to line up. And I might do some more episodes like this, you know, some more solo casts and, uh, you know, just impart some things that are going on in my life that I feel like might be beneficial to you if you hear them. You know, not because I like to bloviate and talk about myself, but because I really, I know that, that life is a struggle. A lot of life is a struggle, but I also know based on the changes that have happened for me in a positive way that there's a lot of beauty in that struggle and you can gain a lot of perspective in that struggle to change your life for a positive outcome if you so choose to do it. So there might be a couple more like this in store too, but definitely stay tuned because there are some fun things coming on board for 2016. And speaking of music, oh my gosh, there's so much good music that I'm looking forward to in 2016, man. Uh, Tremani, the, the, the part two of, of the double album that they did, which I believe is going to be called Dust. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think that Stone Sour might have some new stuff this year. Alter Bridge might have some new stuff this year. Killswitch Engage has a new record coming out. Metallica's working on new material. Um, this week it was announced that Guns N' Roses is going to be playing uh, Coachella, headlining Coachella. So, I mean, that's that's awesome. So there, musically, there's just so much awesome stuff coming out. I think Gojira is working on a new record. I don't know if it's going to come out this year. Uh, and then there's there's really good music that just came out at the tail end of, of, of this past year that I, that I can't wait to check out that I haven't checked out yet. Uh, Baroness at the top of that list for me. Uh, I've heard some really awesome things about that that record. Um, and I've been talking for so long about starting to collect everything that I have on vinyl. You know, being 27 years old, I hate the term millennial. I don't consider myself a millennial because I'm still an 80s baby. I I was born in 88, but I'm still an 80s baby. But, you know, when I was a kid, it was it was uh, the advent of the, the Walkman was the big thing. So CDs were, were my generation's vinyl, but uh, vinyls made a huge comeback. And as somebody who loves artwork, drawing being being my first love, you know, I I love to go out and purchase the CDs of my favorite bands and look through listen to the record and 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 look through the lyrics as I'm listening and and look through the the thank you notes and the artwork. I have a deep appreciation for that. So, it only makes sense for me to start collecting stuff on vinyl, uh which takes a little bit of moolah. So, I might I might wait a little bit on that, but I can sure tell you that uh, I'm excited for some new music that's coming in 2015. Pretty shortly here, you're actually going to be hearing some of that awesome new music on this podcast, and I have a lot of fun things in store for this show, and I'm getting back on track now that I'm finally settled, and I'm learning my job, and I'm, I'm settled in my place. Um, things are starting to finally feel like there's a flow again, and I don't feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, so we're, we're definitely going to be getting some new episodes on the podcast and I'm working on figuring out uh, a day of the week that I'm going to post every week because in this medium, you really do got to be consistent unless unless you're somebody like Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla who are awesome and two of the best at this thing statistically and, and just in my opinion anyway. I mean, they're awesome at what they do. I love listening to their shows. I highly recommend you check them out. But, uh, you know, they've got new stuff every single week, so you can always count on new episodes for them. And they're famous and they're celebrities and they have great careers and they're awesome dudes. I've never met them, but I, from everything that I listen to on their shows and from the work that I've seen over the years with both of them, I have a deep respect for what they do and really appreciate what they do. 
But guys like me, you know, I'm not famous and my goal is not to be famous. I'm just a dude who loves music. I've been privileged enough to be able to write about it for a number of years. I've been privileged to be able to talk to not only some of my favorite bands and artists, but also talk to a lot of really inspiring up-and-coming and underground artists, many of which uh, you hear on this show. So I really hope you stay on board because there's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming in 2016. To close things out, again, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. If you do subscribe, please rate it. Um, it helps the podcast rank up higher, and I'm not doing that because I'm trying to be the next whoever. I really just want to spread the word about a lot of these bands and musicians that you hear on this show. And uh, I hope you took some away from the show today, man. I hope you're you're feeling inspired for 2016 like I am. And I hope life finds you well, friends, in the new year. I love you all. And on that note, I'll say keep the faith and be kind to one another. But we're not done just yet because I'm going to give you a song. That's right. It's a music podcast. I got to give you a song. And I wanted to pick one that really tied into sort of the message and the theme of today's podcast. So courtesy of my friends in Tropic Bombs, here is Break This Cage. Peace. (laughs) 